week, make me thirsty for release. One come compliment me. Then become my enemy. Cop a flight to Paris, low key. It's you, baby girl, I'm tryna breathe. Please, baby, try understand me. I'm not a monster, I'm just a man with needs. I take flights when I learn it's time to go. Tryna take time back, crossing timing zones. Come press your lips upon me. LSD got me feeling empathy. One fit out to mind, chemically. Cause we suffer endlessly. Could be kamikaze, only time will tell. Even though I'm godly, might end up in hell. Girl, I know you like it. Girl, you can't do lightning. You line on my life, you lightning. Danny be good, that's unlikely. But drive be coming down, yeah. Turn my life around, yeah. Hey everyone, welcome back to Magical Mystery Tour. That was Cyanide by Daniel Caesar, and this is a brand new episode. I'm joined by two new guests. First, Carmen, my good friend. Hi everyone. Different Carmen from last time, but the better one. The, ooh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and also another good friend of mine, Ness. Hello. Both first-time people, but it's still first time right now. But we were supposed to have my friend Sam, but he dropped out he's because... He's a little bitch. He's a little <laughs> bitch, and he's skiing somewhere, probably. Yeah. Dropping out of a helicopter or some shit. Um, <laughs> whatever the hell he's doing. Um, yeah, so... A lot of stuff has happened. I wasn't recording last week because I was in Paris, which makes me sound a lot more interesting than I normally Oliver am. Oliver in Paris. Oliver in Paris. Um, I, yeah, so this is, te- I always want to say last week, but at this point this is becoming a once every two week podcast. So um, either way, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. But first, let me ask, how's your week's been? Shall I go first? Well, my week has been okay. We've had... Um, well, actually, we've had a few ups and downs yeah. this week. 
<laughs> Let me not lie. <laughs> it's been a, a it's, roller coaster. Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster week, but very busy. Um, had a dinner party on oh, Friday, was which was really nice. So it was about ten of us. We went to Taco. Well, it's supposed to be Taco Tuesday, but Taco Friday. Um, <laughs> except we thought that there would be about six people, and there ended up being about ten. Ten. Um, the food was amazing, yeah. but I was yeah, I was hungry. Yeah. Um, bless his heart. He bless his he heart. um he like did this pork thing, which took eight hours. <sighs> Um, eight hours god bless edison yeah ness you're lucky you weren't there because it was <laughs> not it was not a vegetarian yeah. friendly oh, oh yeah God, there was that there was yeah. that he, he sent me a thing. message he was like do you have any allergies and i was like nope just veg and he was like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. it's not a very vegetarian group he did make this thing called satan um but then q satan he kept on like like it's there was very satan. specifically was saying satan <laughs> yeah it's called <laughs> Uh, what I don't know I I mean it's either pronounced Satan or Satan um <laughs> but you know that like you know thing it's like a meat substitute thing okay you make okay. um and which is obviously supposed to be for you um, <laughs> oh I feel bad <laughs> but somebody did turn up it was good I'm though. sorry I was so tired yeah you didn't turn up for rehearsals yeah but then I quit the show <laughs> oh you quit oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Carmen has had a habit recently of joining yes. the shows and quitting. Yes. <laughs> Lol. Uh, um. <laughs> it's fine. Sometimes we have to prioritize ourselves. No, exactly. it's true. Yeah, you made the right call, I think. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to be a midterm for the Musical Theatre Society. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, I just realized that it's run by a bunch of freshers and it's with a bunch of freshers. And, oh my God, I thought and- you said fascists. If it was run by fascists, I would I wouldn't have been there in the first place. Okay. I thought you would say that I wouldn't quit. <laughs> oh no, I'd be there every day. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a it's with a bunch of freshers. And Commons just old. Yeah, and basically yeah. I'm having fun. Old. Like mm. I'm I'm there for because I'm young. I love that they're having a good time, but they're really energetic. Annoying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Ooh, so and now they're annoying Ooh. sorry sorry Ooh. but you know Careful. i don't want to ruin the vibes of anyone there by being the grumpy third year yeah mm-hmm. um so i've just like very quietly retired yeah. <laughs> gracefully yes. gracefully how has your week been ness oh it's been i've just been so tired i realized i have not watched a single of my criminal law lectures from the first one <laughs> And I've got a lot of catch up. Also, I haven't gone to any of the criminal law tutorials since the start of this semester, which is fine. Mm. Which is fine. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like you're worry. paying like 36k for this? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I didn't go to 27, a single, but no. <laughs> I didn't go to a single thing this past week except for one seminar on Friday. That's a slay. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. I was sick. I was sick. I just got better. So. And I think, and I went to the seminar today and it was fine. I think I'll be able to catch up, yeah. hopefully. You will. I know you will. Uh, <laughs> It'll be fine. How I'm has sure. your week been, Ollie? Uh, yeah, I, uh, well, I was in Paris uh, and I got back on, Mon- no, Tuesday morning. So that was fun for me. It was like a very, really fucking early, like, train journey. Um, but uh, that was amazing. That was really fun. And uh, other than that, I I watched Scream Six yesterday. Amazing, could not recommend it more. Oh, really? Uh, was it actually really good? Oh, I loved it. I, but I'm a massive Scream fan, so I don't know. I I never know how to recommend things to people because I'm always like, 
Film is subjective. Also, horror is especially subjective. So it depends yeah, on like. But I... I love those movies. So I had a great time. Um, and then I stayed up until like almost 4 a.m. yesterday watching the Oscars. So Woo. just to provide my like I just did it for myself that it, it adds nothing I could have just woken up and see, said the same thing today <laughs> because we will be talking about the Oscars trust me um but <laughs> I it was a lot of fun it was very boring ceremonies to be honest but that's what I wanted to I just need it to be boring you just need to be there for the experience no slapping like yeah exactly Chris Rock yeah no. <laughs> exactly just keep so it no drama because I didn't yeah. I didn't watch it there were no there was no drama oh. but I'm, I'm happy with then it being no drama I just want it to be like yeah. about the Films. I mean, yeah. the biggest drama was the fact that they changed it from a red carpet to a champagne yeah. carpet. Um, um, just a different shade of red. Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest <laughs> with you, I actually kind of preferred it. Um, I thought it looked nice. I thought it looked lovely. Are I people it, actually yeah, making no, this a co- controversy? What? People are actually really mad about it. <laughs> you know, so... It's a big topic in the carpet industry. People are... Yeah, up, the right. carpet up fandom's roars, going crazy. The carpet fandom, carpet stands... <laughs> There are uh, what different types of carpet are there? The <laughs> the thick rug enthusiasts are, yeah, are well, causing a riot as like, usual. The reasoning behind it was so that you know um, it was easier to transition from day to night, mm-hmm. but a lot of people were like it's not traditional where's the red but yeah. i thought it looked better because i think it complements people's like outfits better mm-hmm. okay. red is a very like i mean you know i don't really know the history of red carpets funnily enough but um th- <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point i don't think i know why red carpets yeah red well i mean sometimes they have like purple carpets or I like guess- just different colors to theme. is there a reason for purple carpets well i think it was just because of like like the colors of the film for example like the black panther carpet i believe was purple yeah um okay. but yeah, so it's champagne, which I thought looked prettier, but then loads of people were like, it's just going to look like a dirty old carpet at the end. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I was like, that's bold to believe that any of these celebrities actually walk on real, like, Yeah, cars. no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, we'll definitely be talking about the Oscars. We'll take our first break now. Uh, coming up, I'm going to play Die For You, the remix uh, by The Weeknd and Ariana Grande. So, yeah. Find a ways to articulate the feeling I'm going through. I just can't say I don't love you. Cause I love you. Yeah, it's hard for me to communicate the thoughts that I hold. But tonight I'm gonna let you know. Let me tell the truth. Baby, let me tell the truth. Yeah, you know what I'm thinking. See it in your eyes You hate that you want me Hate it when you cry You're scared to be lonely Especially in the night I'm scared that I'll miss you Happens every time I don't want this feeling I can't afford love I try to find reason To pull us apart It ain't working Cause you're perfect And I know that you're worth it I can't walk away Yeah. 
Back, that was Die For You remix by The Weeknd and Ariana Grande. I don't know why I said back so fucking We're hard. We're back! back. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Oscars were last night and everything everywhere all at once had a massive sweep. Seven Oscars. As it should. <laughs> is the most ever since Slumdog Millionaire, which is crazy because the Oscars haven't done sweeps in a very long time. Like, because everyone just has different opinions on shit. Mm-hmm. It's hard to have, like, a consensus pick. So... That was a very big deal. Michelle Yeoh became the first Asian actress to win Best Actress. Yes. Um, I believe uh, it's also the first sci-fi film or genre film to win Best Picture. Yes, I have seen that as well. Like, I've seen a lot of stuff about how, you know, the Oscars are going away from drama or biopics Mm -hmm. to, you know, sort of genre, like, subverting or, like, different genres in general. Yeah. Um, Because I definitely think Everything Everywhere is, you know, it it's very difficult to label it into one thing i yeah. suppose mm. i suppose you know like overall it's a it's a sci-fi genre simply by yeah. nature of the fact that it's a multiverse film but within that there's so much you know emotion and just heart in the story mm-hmm. so like the film officially because the oscars i think for good reason doesn't categorize based on genre it doesn't categorize based on drama or comedy mm. whereas like other ones do but in other award shows like the Golden Globes, it's been submitted as a comedy. I personally think that while it is a very funny film, mm. I think it mostly skews towards drama, to be honest. But yeah. I, as, as context, by the way, I've seen the film twice, but the second time I went to go watch it, it was <laughs> It's one of my favorite <laughs> film experiences I think I've had in my entire life. Well, for context, I am, I'm like a second gen, um, like East Asian woman who grew up in Essex and um, the themes of, you know, like themes of 
culture and heritage and trying to figure out who you are in Mm -hmm. a place that doesn't really look like you really hit very hard for me and also the relationship between joy and her mother really you know i think a lot of a lot of east asian daughters can relate to that aspect because there's so much love but there's so much pride within that relationship as well and oh my goodness like i knew it was i knew it was going to be something but um ollie did not warn me (laughs) because like emotional I knew, like, when I first watched it, I was one of the... This is going to make me sound like a douchebag. I was one of the first people to watch it and, like, when it came out in the UK because Mm. A24 is released as their movie super late. But they did an advanced screening and I was at the advanced screening and... Because it was one of my most anticipated films. And I was so excited to see it because I love Michelle Yeoh. The trailer looked amazing. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Like, the trailer already made me tear up. Um, So I was ridiculously excited for it. And I'd already seen it and I literally left and I was like, this movie has changed me. Like yeah, I need to like show people about it. altered my brain chemistry. <laughs> yeah. And so I knew that Carmen would love it. Yeah. Um, so and <laughs> you oh left my gosh. way so, Yeah, I was like, I think probably from the first, let's say 20 minutes, 15 minutes, I was just crying, <laughs> screaming, throwing up. And that was before like, the- Wailing, <laughs> like- that's 15 that's before the the second half where it kicks in and actually to the point like it was actually it was like when i say it was an emotional roller coaster that is not even strong enough of a description like it was i was genuinely one second i'd be like cackling with laughter the next minute i would genuinely be like wailing in the theater (laughs) to the point where the people in the theater were like looking at me because i was crying (laughs) so hard that's a record for you though oh my gosh i mean like listen this is not the first time i've been told to shut up in the theater for oh my god like genuinely before people have told me to wait so it wasn't even silent tears it was like full-on waterworks like sobbing like it was like out loud now i want to know what other films people have complained about you You crying too loud for (laughs) um i think i think it was oh my god this is so embarrassing (laughs) it was mama mia (laughs) 2 Mamma Mia, here we go again. Oh, oh my god. Listen, really? I just cry so easily at films. Yeah. Um like Mamma Mia 2, it was me with all of the grandmas. Like and I, mm. I I forced my younger sister to come. I think she was 14 at the time. And she was just looking at me like, why are you crying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> when Pierce Brosnan sings, you gotta, you gotta cry. And like also I cry at a lot of Marvel films, okay. which is like you know, like, I mean, during, like, Infinity War and Endgame, on one hand, it's to be expected. Yeah. On the other hand, like, after I watched Infinity War, I was genuinely hyperventilating. I remember when I watched that, I didn't cry, but I felt very, like, I was, like, stunned. No. And then with Endgame, I was, like, numb at the end. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, don't, I, I don't have the ability shed, to process this. I didn't shed a single tear. I was st- the entire last act of that. I was sat there, like, no, 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 staring straight. Dude, ahead. I couldn't even see the screen properly. Like, <laughs> it was blurry. <laughs> it was blurry. Like the like Endgame and Finishable. In Finishable, I was genuinely hyperventilating. Like, I can't. Like, I was there, like, <gasps> oh, <laughs> I think, I think the most I've ever cried at a movie, like, in the cinema is Coco. Coco? I was fully in, like, tears at the end of Coco. Yeah. The scene where, she's, where, where he sings to his, yeah, to his yes, grandma. Yeah, 
And the grandma it still makes me cry, yeah, but like that killed me. Film. It's a beautiful but song as well. Very close behind that is Everything Everywhere because the first time I watched that, well, I was like on the edge of tears for like the whole second half of that movie. Yeah, but the especially like the last few scenes and like like yeah, all when of that. Joy and her mother sort of like you know come together. Oh, oh, spoilers! Spoilers! Oh, oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> well. Um, Luckily, there's just so much going on in that film. I think it's very difficult yeah. to spoil anyway. It's it's just it's just such an incredible film. Like the way that they tied together so many themes, which was so difficult to talk about. It really mm-hmm. reminds me of. Um, I went to this exhibition at the Haywood Gallery where they use like um, sort of fantasy and like it was called Into the Black in the Black Fantastic, and it basically talks about how fantasy is the only medium which can properly express like people of color struggles mm-hmm. because in a very like in a very patriarchal um, mm-hmm. sort of white you know whitewashed language and world it's difficult to use the current structure that we have in the world to portray these issues which yeah. don't have language for them and so to use like a, a a medium such as like fantasy sci-fi just as like everything everywhere does it's a way to portray things which you can't portray in like mm-hmm. our traditional language and so i think that was why like you know i was i was reading bbc news um comments which is genuinely like a cesspit wow, that I sounds, didn't, yeah yeah uh, it was it was a bad idea YouTube. i started spiraling oh um, <laughs> but everyone was like oh my gosh i miss when like the oscars won about race and it was actually about talent and oh like my god. oh my god like i hate like not like it, it can't be about like, both yeah, yeah like everything everywhere was easily the, oh my gosh, yeah, I watched best. Tar, which was the... Oh, know. I adore Tar, don't slander Tar. Oh, oop. <laughs> I know that you, I'm going to stop you right whoop. there because Sam told me you don't like it and I don't want to hear it. Tar was great, five stars. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. But uh, like, like the difference was between Tar, like really it was between Tar and and um like everything everywhere for best actress at least. Yeah. And... You know, like I saw some people saying that you know they thought that they should have done a tie between Michelle Yeoh and Kate Blanchett. Um, the thing is, to get a tie, it's all it can happen, mm-hmm. but it's almost math. It's almost mathematically impossible because if because the whole what one hundred I can't remember thousand members of the Academy all vote for every yeah. single category. So you would have to have an exact number of like. 5,122 votes for both or something, which is yeah. almost statistically impossible, so... Exactly, exactly. It had to be one of the two. Exactly. I think, like, like I saw somebody said, you know, like, um, Michelle Yeoh had to play so many different characters in mm-hmm. one film, whereas obviously playing Lydia Tarr was like, you know, it was hard, and and Kate Blanchett had to do a lot of work on it. Yeah. Um, I don't think it necessarily adds up to the amount of character work that Michelle Yeoh had to play mm. with Evelyn and all the different mm. Evelyn she had to so play. So this is a... Okay, I'm going to get into a debate on this, right? <laughs> Everything Everywhere is one of my favourite films of all time. I'm going to preface this by saying Michelle Yeoh is one of my favourite actresses of all time. I'm mm-hmm. so happy that she won. But if I had to write down, if I had a ballot with all five nominees, um, Michelle Yeoh, Kate Blanchett, Michelle Williams... Uh, Andrea Riseborough and Anna Delmas for some reason. Um, <laughs> I would vote for Kate Blanchett because I thought really? oh. I thought her performances, and I'm not like I've talked to a lot of people who agree with me on this. Like, she, it was a very tough race. Yeah. In any other year, Michelle Yeoh would have easily been mm. my number one choice, but Kate Blanchett delivered. I think 
one of the best performances I've seen in my entire life. Like she was really? so she's so magnetic in that role and she plays a character who is evil but yeah. she's so she brings like a she's still likable yeah and it's like it, get, it gets you very confused about i just thought she was so that entire film in itself is like you know i i had a lot of thoughts about it when i came out of the theater and mm-hmm. one of them being you know like cape Blanchett did an amazing job with yeah. portraying who leotard is and like how delusional Lydia mm-hmm. Tarr is to herself. Yeah. Um and, you know, I mean like I mean I I didn't necessarily like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I the thing is I can understand why you wouldn't like yeah. it. Because Tar is a film that and for context, Tar is a film about um basically a fictional composer that um Kate Blanchett plays who mm. finds that she's uh that there are people accusing her of Sexual, sexual assault. assault and she's uh, like she's the whole film is built around just really her character she's in every scene and stuff and it's a it's i think out of all the nominees this year it's the most art house it's the most oh, like it's film student house. and i love it and yeah. everyone i know who is very into film loves <laughs> it it's finn's favorite film of the year <laughs> and it's in my top four top five <laughs> so i adore it but my parents didn't like it that much. Yeah. I can understand why people wouldn't because it's also it's long. Oh, it, it's so long. It has a <laughs> it's lot. It's nearly of, three hours. Three hours. It has scenes that purposefully don't go anywhere. Like there, there's just a yeah. lot of things that are there to to throw you off. Effectively. Yeah, exactly. So it's fun to analyze, but oh, yeah. but as of watch out of every film other than Everything Everywhere, I think this is the one that people are going to be talking about like ten years from now. I think that like, would be film studies session. Yeah, oh my gosh, that definitely <laughs> yeah. would be. I think like the issue I had with Tar was that it just felt so slow. It was mm-hmm. like slow. slow. Here's me at the piano. Slow. It's a it's a slow. Here's film. me driving. Here's me conducting. Slow. But then it depends <laughs> on like the kind. Of, so like I was talking about this with with Finn again because we went to go to, to the we went to the Irish Film Festival. Yes. And we went to go see After Sun, which I love. Yes. Which Paul Mescal was nominated for an Oscar for After Sun. Um, I I love that film so much, but it's a film that is a, where you watch characters just be characters. Mm. They they just live their lives, and you sort of like uh, there there isn't a plot to it. Mm. There's like a sort of vague idea of what's going on, and everything everywhere is more in. While it's so different in a lot of other ways, it is very much more on the conventional narrative form of like yeah, characters have plots. arcs. Yeah, there is a plot. There is stuff like that. Tar is more on the side of After Sun, where there is a plot, maybe more than in After Sun, but it's about mainly just the character and mm. that the space that she lives in. There's no real, and the film doesn't make it seem like it's going anywhere, and it yeah, sort of ends. I see that. It doesn't really have like a. Yeah. It gets to a point and then it ends. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I hadn't thought about it like that before, um, and I do really see with like everything everywhere, like it's. I think the reason one one of the reasons why it's been so commercially successful is because you know it's it's a fun story, um, and it's it's not only is it like a fun story, it's very heartwarming, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but all of the action scenes, the fact that you have to do certain things in mm-hmm. order to change into a different person, yeah. one of them being you know like putting a butt plug up your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's uh, out of context. This film is it's just I can't describe it. And I feel like describing it would almost be like anyone who hasn't seen it just has to watch it. 
Like there's no easy way of describing it. Yeah, Carmen like, was offering to watch it with me oh for her gosh. once again and then go back home and then watch it once again with her family. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, okay, so I'm going back home for Mother's Day and yeah. um well see, I suppose maybe this is a good time to like sort of maybe talk about the importance of Asian representation. Okay. Uh, yeah. if we do that I'm gonna take a quick break so All we right, can, like, let's take a break. So we can have more songs in. <laughs> uh this playlist, as usual, there's a theme to it. In this case the theme is Carmen and I like this music. So, <laughs> yes, this is stuff that we like. <laughs> so I put in Flip a Switch by Ray because you asked for it. And we'll Yay! Do it. Um, okay, so we'll be back in a bit. Can't just let your guard down and fall for someone anymore. That's what stupid girls do. Yeah, I've been a stupid girl. Four days away in his arms I invest. He won't take my heart, but he'll take off my dress. Excuses rehearsed, I am blue, I am red. Fuck looking for love. I'ma stay doing what us bitches do best. Flip a switch on a brick tonight. Come out live in the night time. In a club sipping Hennessy. I'm telling I'm dead if you're calling me. Flip a switch on a brick tonight. A fairy sound bitch, you cross that line. Black hills, black shades, down my energy. Tell him I'm dead if you're calling me. You're very silly, man. New Addy in the sack, new dicks on tap Got best case, worst case plan of attack Got bitches if they see in the street again slapped Don't threaten me or talk to me ever like that I got brothers in the ends that'll pull up right now You don't even wanna see the way I pull up right now And my little black dress and my neck bust down Now I mm, mm. flip a switch on a prick tonight Come out live in the night time In a club sipping Hennessy Tell him I'm dead if you calling me Switch on a prick and I'm a fairy sound bitch See you cross that line Black hills, black shades, that my energy Tell him I'm dead if he calling me Clock you off too swift Hit a ting I used to link Who always text back fast And I would tell you kiss my ass I know you wish that you could Since the fuckery from my past I tend to move on quick I tend to move on good Season speed now I'm over the man Who was sleeping underneath me Said I couldn't live without you when I love you but I lied and you shouldn't ever leave me 24 hours in the bed and believe me It's about to get freaky only Get to see me when you see me on my phone screen, G You no longer know me, I no longer want you You may never hold me Flip a switch on a prick tonight Come alive in the night time And a club sipping Hennessy Tell them I'm dead if you calling me Flip a switch on a prick tonight
And we're back. That was Flip a Switch by Ray. My recommendation. If anyone <laughs> so, hasn't listened to the Ray album, I 100% recommend. Yeah, no, um, I've, I've heard it's very good. Um, so, uh, as we were saying, you, were, you wanted to talk a little bit about representation. Mm. Yeah, so um, obviously one of the big uh, tenets of um, Everything Everywhere is the fact that it's pretty much an all-Asian cast, mm-hmm. other than... Perhaps, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Two characters, maybe, the girlfriend and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why, like, I was wailing in the theatre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, you know, when I was little, I I had this very small, like, thing where I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be a director. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, You'd still make a great director, I'm just thank saying. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, we, we, we've, we've made a film together. You we have great. made a film together. If, in case you guys didn't know, you, you were the star of my, I was. my <laughs> film with Sam. One step. Oh my gosh, you haven't even seen it. Oh, no, I yeah. haven't. I will show it at some point. It's just on a, on a secret file that I just can't Ooh. send because it's really... Yeah, it's really big. big. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, you know, so I used to want to be a director and it was just one of those like childhood wants, right? But I remember saying it to my mom. Growing up, people grow past it and people like me just keep (gasps) at it for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) Ollie never grew up. (laughs) I never grew up. I mean, to be fair, isn't it accurate though? (laughs) (laughs) But I remember saying it to my mom and and my mom was like, no, like, like, people like us don't become directors you know mm-hmm. like you should choose something more realistic um and i think i was probably about 12 and you know i i think that was one of the moments in my life where i was like oh like this is the first time when when something to do with how i look like or who i am is physically stopping me from doing what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not saying that if my mom hadn't said that, then I would be, like, you know, a super successful director now. But I think that's, like, the importance of what Michelle Yeoh said in her speech about, you know, this is for all the little girls and all the little yeah, boys yeah. who look like yeah. me. Because I think to, like, people who don't really understand what it feels like to be underrepresented in mm-hmm. media... Um, that just feels like it feels very you know like throw away like oh this is for the little kids but really it actually does make a big difference to see you it's know a like massive difference. yeah it yeah, does it makes such a big difference to see people who look like you like make you know like do big strides in mm-hmm. in in the creative spaces especially exactly, because you know? like professional spaces to some extent yeah yeah like it's you know, like, mm-hmm. no matter what you have to say about the Oscars and whether or not they're a sham or whether or not, yeah. you know, they even mean anything, at the end of the day, the Oscars do have, cult- like, a lot of cultural um, significance and meaning. Mm-hmm. And in order to, like, that was where there was so much, you know, there was so much belief in if Michelle Yeoh can do it, so can I. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's such a beautiful thing. And, and you know, when I was reading all of these things on fucking BBC News <laughs> yeah. when everyone was like, eh, I wish it wasn't a race contest. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like, no yeah. art exists without some form of, you know, societal expectation or problem. Art is inherently personal and it's inherently subjective. You cannot make a film that if I make a film I cannot dissociate the fact that I am a gay man from that film. And I'm, I'm very happy with that. But my point is, like, when people say shit like, oh, 
um, why do they have to, you know, do this or whatever? And it's like, or... and it's like you can't. That identity is f- part of the film. It, the film wouldn't be uh, what it is without it. it. Yeah, you it's, can't separate it. Especially something like Everything Everywhere, which is so at its core, like it's a film like about an Asian family. You, it wouldn't be the same if it was about yeah. If it was about people. like a white family, it just you know one <laughs> would be a different film. It would not be film. as good. It would be. It <laughs> would be not shat. be as good. <laughs> I say it right now. It would not be as good. I think, I mean, it would be completely different of a film. It I wouldn't think, be yeah, about race. I mean, then. like the whole point of it is that it's you know that Asian family. That it, it could be that Asian family you know down the street. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a place where it was majority white people and I actually didn't, like, other than my family, I didn't meet another Asian pe- person mm. until I was in school, like, until I was in secondary school. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like, seeing seeing within the first 10 minutes, I think that, I think it opens on, like, the family. Yeah. Um, and, like, they're making breakfast and, yeah. like, somebody, like, the They're husband. watching a movie. Yeah, they're movie, watching yeah. a film and they were flicking between English Cantonese and Mandarin and it was like I think that was one of the first moments that made me like tear up literally oh my god I think it beat the 15 probably like 30 <laughs> seconds in <laughs> so, like obviously Stephanie Shu Academy Award nominee for the film would have been my vote for supporting actress to be honest mm. I'm happy Jamie Curtis won but Stephanie Shu deserved it I think she deserved she, it she but she's too young and they never give Oscars to people that young the thing is she her, even she's not just important she's also important for like for queer representation as well yes she plays, oh my gosh uh well we don't know exactly if she's bi or lesbian in it but i i but think she's into she's, women yeah she's into women um and it's a big part of the narrative like it's, it's a, a massive part. part of michelle Yeoh's character and how she learns to accept it it's a big mm. part of the granddad in it and it's all like what works so well about that film is that it takes things that are so human yeah and so connected also to specific experiences of people that never get to see that no on screen either and you connect it through this is what genre does at its best to me genre storytelling takes um it takes a concept that works in the real world and it applies it to fantasy like take i don't know the planet of the apes films that are like about war and and genocide and stuff like that lord of the rings you know all this stuff these are all spaces where women and people of color have while they do a lot of the time nowadays and queer people as well face hostility from fan bases and stuff like that they've also been a refuge and important place for marginalized communities because those more like serious or like films that are taken like in a prestige sort of way have been gatekept for years by cis white people and that's why fantasy and stuff like that is so important like this film uses fantasy to create conversations about these important topics it's for me it was like seeing you know people who could you know like my my family flicks through like Cantonese and English like that Mm -hmm. I I very recently came out to my parents as bi and you know, I was very lucky to have a, you know, a very positive, um, you know, receival of that. Mm. But there is such like a, a dissonance of like, you know, I sacrificed so much for you. Like, like, why are you not everything you, I wanted you to be from yeah. like the parents perspective? Which is essentially Michelle Yeoh's character. Yeah. Like, why, 
why are you not the daughter that I wanted you yeah. to be? Why are you not like I gave up myself so that you could be the one that I wanted? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like looking at that relationship between Joy and you know Evelyn, the mom, it's so it's so like brutally painful, but also brutally loving. And I think mm-hmm. that is that's just that's the reality of a lot of like mother daughter situations or like relationships now and it's something which i've never been i've never seen expressed so like you know honestly on screen Mm -hmm. i've never seen anything like that before and so to be able to relate that to like on such a personal level as you know like a queer like east asian woman myself was just it just hit me in all of those places and i think you know the whole the whole thing is that like Michelle Yeoh's character is like, okay, I'm willing to accept that maybe you like women, yeah. but there's no way in hell that we're ever telling your grandfather. Yeah. And when she introduces Becky, who is the um, the, girlfriend. Who is the yeah. girlfriend, she introduces her as a good friend. Yeah. And um, she like she calls her like, oh, like this is this is Joy's punk y'all, um, which means friend. And Becky doesn't know that she's saying that. The yeah. joy does, yeah. And there's that like, that cultural like gap mm-hmm. of language, which I think is so important. And then at the end, there's this so such a beautiful oh, scene. So, I can't this <sighs> beautiful scene where Michelle Yeoh goes. Actually, this is um, this is Becky. This is yeah. Joy's loy pangyal, which means girlfriend. And oh. she, I'm not, I'm not. It's just I'm not tearing up. It's because <laughs> I'm thinking about like her character in that Michelle Yeoh's character just uh, Evelyn in the film she has one of the best realised character arcs I think I've ever seen in a film just like where she ends up at the end she's just such a like it's just structured so perfectly she just understands her like the 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 core of it is that she doesn't understand her daughter yeah and at the end she does she does yeah Um, or at least she does more and is open to trying to understand yeah. more and you know there's like this there's this whole fear of like you know there's this whole thing of intergenerational like fear and trauma because the reason why um evelyn is so afraid of you know like her father or like she's she's so like pressurizing on joy is because she disappointed her own father mm-hmm. in running away with joy's father and that whole thing of like the father is there he's like a constant thing where like she's so terrified of disappointing him yeah. and then that final scene where oh um the grandfather goes up to becky and goes oh my gosh like lo pang yao and yeah. and he looks so like happy and he yeah. looks so like surprised oh. yeah. and god that sent me yeah. <laughs> oh, wailing just, I, wailing for the like the sixth or seventh time yeah <laughs> take a shot <laughs> Take a shot for how many times Carmen <laughs> wailed in the cinema. I honestly, like, I I think you left and you... Li- I don't think you talked for, like, a good... No. I looked shell-shocked. What? She, was, she was stone I was shell-shocked. Like, like I literally, like, I... <laughs> I, I was never... Like, my face was Oh, my brutal. God. I've never seen right. Carmen like that. You were like, <laughs> I literally like I'd gone to war. Like, <laughs> oh. just come out of a war zone or something. Um... We'll take another quick break, but yeah, that was that was a great conversation. We basically did an analysis of the film. I don't think yeah. it's too much, but isn't it crazy how we were talking about all that stuff, and we didn't even get into 
Well, the we didn't even get, yeah, we didn't even get into the multiverse. We didn't part. get into Kihu Kwan's Yeah, I had no idea Oscar. this was a sci-fi for one. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, we are literally. This is all the themes of the film. Yeah, we didn't. But even it's talk all about, through the like, lens of like martial arts. Yeah. Sci-fi. There's multiverse so much travel. existentialism in there. Oh my goodness. Okay, um, I was going to watch this. Dildos. Now I need to watch this like tonight. Jeez. There's, <laughs> there's a dog being thrown. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Anyway. <laughs> um, we'll take a quick break. Um, I'm going to play Woman by Little Sims and Clear Soul. So we'll be back soon. Women got the melanin dripping, L O N D O N City girl living in the back, looking like fire chili pepper. You rub a girl tougher than imperial leather. He was getting bitter while she was getting better. Diamonds are forever. Miss Sierra Leone looking like a gem, works hard in the week, party on the weekend. Know you wanna live with no one watching how you spend. Got a thing for the finer things and the finer men. <laughs> Miss Tanzania, she a do or die. Says she wanna know more about the Sukuma tribe we hit the zoo once wasn't enough got an ocean full of knowledge you could scuba dive miss ethiopia can play so jazzy they sit you down to school you want selassie tell them you're not in without a woman no woman to woman i just want to see you glow tell them what's up Repping for your country, sun kissing your brown skin, looking like money. Says she focusing on being an accountant. When you have beauty and brains, they find it astounding. Why she been getting it on her own, nigga? Self-made, ain't nobody doing gold, nigga. Now, Miss India always speaks with her chest. Got respect from her people, cause she leads them the best. Hmm, real life queen in the flesh. Know the crown get heavy, still the bees on your head. Brooklyn ladies, know you hustle on the daily Innovative just like Donna Summer in the 80s Your time is seeing you glow now Intelligence and elegance, show them how Miss Jamaica, understand food for the soul She get up in the kitchen, know she throw down Ain't nothing without a woman, no Woman to woman, I just wanna see you glow Tell them what's up Gone a girl, calm with it, never let the marijuana fail. 
Though a sucker for the romance, take you to the homeland. One way she ain't coming back, nah. All I see is black stars and I friggin' love it, yeah, yeah. Time's up, tell the people that we coming, yeah, yeah. Done being in the shadow, going public, yeah, yeah. Don't know how to bear it, how to stomach, yeah, yeah. Hand over the shit and let us run it, yeah, yeah. All we know is looking clueless, all they know is stairs, there. Ain't nothing without a woman, no. Woman to woman, I just wanna see you glow, glow, glow. I love how you go from zero to 100 and leave the dust behind. You've got this and lead them with your life. You woman got to woman, this I just wanna see you action, tell them what's up. You know That was Woman by uh, Little Sims and Clear Soul. Love that song. Um, yeah, so perfect transition. Little <laughs> Sims. Speaking of. Speaking of, <laughs> we're going to do a complete hard 180 <laughs> turn from a very emotional chat about everything everywhere to gaming in general, but more specifically The Sims, because I know that it is one of Carmen's favorite pastimes. And I'm sorry, Ness, originally Sam was gonna be yes. here, and Sam was gonna talk about The Sims, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. Let's do the it. irony. The irony between like Sam and I is, I'm a very, like, I like playing families. I like, you know, letting my Sims live their best lives. Sam does not love the, let yeah. his Sims live their best lives. Wait, what does he do with his Sims then? Sam tortures his Sims. <laughs> oh, Sam literally, like, those poor Sims. Oh my god, I don't care if Sam is listening to me slandering his treatment of <laughs> It's the giving Sims. Westworld? Literally, like, those poor things. <laughs> literally, like, I, I watch you guys play it sometimes, yeah. but I mostly see it through, like, your stories or whatever. And yeah. I just find it so... It's so funny to me, like, not, like, in a way where, like, I watch it and I'm like, I, I wish I could be this into this thing. <laughs> but I just... The thing is, right, it's like any, like any good obsession, it comes in waves. And right. I'm currently exiting my sim playing era. Okay. But yeah. it's going to start again in approximately three days. Okay. <laughs> you can't be exiting then. No, because... The waves come across days yeah. and weeks. Yes. <laughs> well, because um, so they're releasing a new update, um, and it's basically right, don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically like they're changing Sims babies um, to there's going to be a newborn stage, and they're adding a whole new life stage called infants now. Okay. Now, before with Sims babies, they used to just be bassinet babies. You couldn't really do anything with them. What the fuck is a bassinet baby? Like in a bassinet, be in a bassinet. Oh God, Ollie! <laughs> God, Ollie! Put it together. <laughs> <laughs> Forget I said that. Oh. <laughs> Ignore. Um and 
yeah so you couldn't really do much of them like they're just kind of annoying like to the point where the babies weren't even tuned to understand weather so it could be like snowing outside and you this could just leave your baby outside bitch doesn't know what a yeah you could leave the baby outside in a snowstorm and it wouldn't die because uh, it doesn't understand weather uh, and there are like examples in like previous for example in like the sims 3 if you put the baby outside and it snowed really heavily the baby would like disappear under the snow oh because God. it got snowed in this sounds very accurate actually like, <laughs> what would happen well i think babies would die but it'll babies live that's, oh, that's it the problem right there. it stays under there like it's still alive oh but it God. dies it gets it taken away so, 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 so this update is from now well, for babies to die. Well, basically, the babies will no longer be happy sitting in a snowstorm anymore. But and if you like, if you don't treat your baby like well, so for example, you have toddlers. The number one request in the Sims forum: Why don't the babies, babies die? die? <laughs> they don't die. They get taken away, and you never see them again. Wait, but child protective <laughs> yeah, child protective services. services takes them away, and you never Sims see them child again. Protective yeah, generally, services. they just disappear, and you never see them again. Like they go into the adoption. <laughs> oh my god! And in theory, you can adopt them back, but that's not—it's not necessary. Like they might get adopted by someone else. Damn. Wait. So you. So there is an adoption you're system. Spe- you're talking there about this as if system. you know this from experience. Have you since <laughs> had this issue? I've nearly had children taken away from me. Wow. <laughs> because it was, it was quite difficult. And I had an eight sim household going. Oh um, my God. And so there was a lot of people, but I've watched like, I watch a lot of Sims YouTube. It's to the point now where I watch them every day. Like it's genuinely self-care. Speaking of which, I have a viewer question from a rabid fan whose name may rhyme with Maidy. And she's <laughs> asking me, do you know Plumbella? I do know Plumbella. Yeah, she loves Plumbella. See, that's funny because I've watched Plumbella Yeah, me either. So Plumbella is a Sims YouTuber. There's kind of like, in the same way that there was like the Brick crew back back in the day, there's also a Sims crew. Right. Um, And my favourite one is Lil Simsy, um, who is like, (laughs) she's like the most wholesome woman ever. She just plays Sims um, every day and lives her best life is this like like one of those gaming groups like the minecraft yeah like the minecraft gang or anyway plumbella is one of them she's a british youtuber um, but she's very northern and i don't really like it Uh (laughs) (laughs) oh wow are we starting southern versus northern discourse on this jesus christ that's not where i expected this to go yeah, yeah, so like, also the <laughs> yeah. best thing about Lil Simsy is You're that just her son is. On, on that, are you? Like, yeah! I just don't like that she's northern. <laughs> yeah! Moving <Anyways>. on! <laughs> Sorry to all my northerners out there. Damn. No, it's still damn, just okay. <laughs> well, the best one about Lil Simsy is it because is that her she's northern? Is actually Sims. Like her surname is Sim. She's she's really going over it. Is it because she's northern? Oh, I mean, I just think she's a bit annoying. Because she's northern. Well, I think the northern adds to the annoying, but it's not because she's northern. Okay. Like if she was like (laughs) not northern, she would still be annoying. Right, 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 right. See, adds like extra annoying points. You know what I mean? Okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, Plumbella. (laughs) Sorry to northern people. <laughs> well, you know, that was that was our can I ask you a question segment of the week, so now we're <laughs> now we can get back to Sims anyway. Well, but. um anyway, I just think Sims is nice because it's like it's nice because you have complete control <laughs> over everything. And I don't wanna say this as if I sound like a control freak, but and like when you have periods of your life when it's very anxiety inducing because there's so much stuff happening that you can't control then you want to play nice god to be like you know what you want to pop it around if, if you, yeah. you <laughs> if you die by my hand 
then at least it was by my hand. You know what I mean? I think that's the same excuse that serial killers use. (laughs) And people who want to die. (laughs) No, or like, at least I can control, like, you know, if some guy has been fucking me over lately, I'll be like, you know what? Do you create sins of people that you don't like? No, I was not going (laughs) to say that. I know you created a sim of us. Oh, I did. Oh, do you talk? Yeah. Them? No, I, I I actually deleted them. <laughs> what? You killed we them. Deleted? <laughs> we deleted. We didn't die. You just got like Thanos zipped out. <laughs> we didn't even get to go to Child Protective Service. No, honestly. We got erased. <laughs> you got evicted. You, you know, you weren't even evicted. You were just snapped deleted. Out. Deleted out of life. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> well, I did make you guys, but like it was it. I, it feels weird to play with actual people. Like when I was That's in sick form, I made one of my ex. <laughs> And it felt weird to be like, let's get married and have babies mm-hmm. with my like high school boyfriend. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So then like, so then when we broke up, I just got really, we became enemies on Sims and, and that was it. What? Yeah, Damn. you can like fight Sims on, like you can get the Sims to fight. Yeah. And if you download like mods, you can murder them. I remember I used to watch this, I can't remember his name, but there was oh like a god. <laughs> <laughs> there was a YouTuber I used to watch ages ago who did like a Sims series that was like he did it like it was a TV show with like oh, recurring yeah. characters and stuff yeah. and it was great but then that's the only time I've ever interacted with this like I haven't I I don't know it's just I feel like I'm already stressed enough about trying to live my own life without <laughs> trying to figure out how to, I can't make my own decisions you're asking me to make decisions for for, for but here's the thing that's like no consequences other. for those yeah, decisions I think that's a, the best thing is the yes, fact that they like, could be taken away by <laughs> they can't be taken away point. by CPS but besides like, that that's a I've problem. seen sims burn to death when they, they touch the stove they do also burn they also like, burn to death what? <laughs> um, the they also freeze Reaper. to death they can also laugh to death laugh to they death they um, like they can also calm and watching real... everything everyone they can wail to death wail to death they can also like eat like they can choke to death and then if you like like i said earlier if you download mods there's this mod called the extreme violence mod oh, yeah, right you were that yeah the other which day. i showed ollie the other so day. you downloaded this mod well i didn't download it on mine i downloaded it on sam's computer uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like you can like you can slap people you can kick children but most of all you can also stab them yeah. and children do- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the animation's a bit off because they're not tall enough, but like okay. you can kill them, and then <laughs> yes. the, and then stab the police the like the police <laughs> exist. So like you can stab them in the neck, and then if you like if you get caught, do you get to run away? Do you get to do like an OJ car chase like away from the police? Well, cars don't exist in the Sims Four, but they will basically take you away, and you're in jail for twenty four hours. But then only twenty four hours. <laughs> Good lord. The, um, the, the fucking... The police and the social services are more on, on it in the same yeah. than in real life. Well, I mean, Except for the 24 you hours also, bit. You can also frame someone else. <laughs> in The Sims, you can kill someone and you stay can in also, prison You for can also frame hours. someone so that you don't get arrested. Oh. Well, isn't a Sims day like... Pro, like it's like kind of like dog years or like a certain yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 one day in sims world is probably like 17 years well, really so basically you have like you have like normal play speed and then you have up to three times fast forward right, right. um and if you put it on like three times fast forward you're like it goes by really quickly like they're like like going around yeah. all the time and um 
I suppose maybe I get through like a full Sims live within like let's say a month of playing like once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you start playing The Sims, you can be on that show for like three to four hours, like like that. Yeah. Like it's just gone. Um, and it's just like really fun because you have like different things that you can do. Like I I think there's definitely something in the fact that you can make like little versions of yourself who also live live whilst you are living your own life and then actually for more sims meta the sims can play the sims the sims can play the sims what yeah. i'm sorry what kind of simception did we fall into <laughs> yeah it's simception the sims playing sims can watch other sims playing is sims. that isn't that what we're doing then are isn't we sims it kind too of weird that we watch people playing watch people the sims playing the, the sims. sims playing the yeah. sims that's kind of weird therefore yeah. are we sims are we sims well i don't know there's this a giant common just going like ah, let me fuck <laughs> up dating life let me take yeah. that children oh, away see this is why this is why we're having we need to see a shaman <laughs> we need to see a shaman nurses convinced that i've been cursed so <laughs> if you've to... been cursed i've been cursed too we're both we all need to see shaman, shaman twins <laughs> I'll um, I'll take another break. Um, The song we're playing next is Sims 2 by Coco and Claire Claire and Graham.
That was Sims 2 by Coco and Claire Claire. So, let's, you know, wrap things up. This was amazing having you guys on, obviously. Um, we had a lot of very interesting long chats. Yes. <laughs> um, that I'm very happy with. I think we had a... Mostly me yeah, going well, on. <laughs> this was a more serious and cerebral episode. We want people to know that Magical Mystery Tour can be goofy, but it can also be... Cerebral. Cerebral <laughs> is the word I use. I, yeah, cerebral This is what happens when you get an English lit on... Yeah, what's another word? Um, Thoughtful. Educational. Elementary. <laughs> elementary? <laughs> elementary. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Do you guys have anything you want to talk about? Plug Concluding or like thoughts? any? I don't know. I think like you know, I think it's really interesting to like look at how people respond just culturally to the existence of the Oscars in mm-hmm. general, um, and like different you know celebrity things such as like you know obviously there's award seasons, but you also have the Met Gala for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny because it's like these things you know don't really affect us at all really unless Mm. you look at them on social media or if you look at them like on the news yeah yeah and i think it's so interesting how you know how culturally we all react to it like the fact that there were so many comments on bbc news instagram post about Mm this about this or like you know or you know people saying oh like like i'm so happy that she won or or like i hate the fact that she won yeah, yeah. you know it's so interesting how like sub like subconsciously like so much of it impacts what people think well, because i i have a i don't even want to say i love hate i honestly do love the oscars but like i have a like who who stays up until 4am to watch them yeah. <laughs> like i love it but there are parts of it that I accept the cringe and parts of it that I don't like. Mm. Um, particularly when they put stunts in and they put, like... Not a stunt category. I'd love if they have a stunt category. I mean, like, you know, trying to do a viral joke or something yeah. or yeah. having, like, shit. I, I dislike stuff like that. So I actually quite liked the ceremony because it was quite boring. Yeah. And it just meant it was about... The no- the speeches were great. There, were, there was, like... It just yeah, felt it like it was a- celebrating the actual films, which is what I want the Oscars to be because it's supposed to be the most important yeah. night in people's lives <laughs> it's it's like you know when you've got an oscar like you've made it yeah, you know? yeah exactly i mean michelle yeo's been in the industry for 40 years and this is her first academy award That's long time criminal. coming it's been a long time criminal coming. criminal like i kihoi kwan like couldn't get jobs because he was an asian american actor came back yeah. to acting first role he did coming back to acting got him an academy award what a king. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. What an absolute slay. I mean, sort of same with Brendan Fraser, but Brendan Fraser was a bigger movie star when he left. But even him, first major role back, really, and Academy Award. I think um, it's it's so important to have, you know, like, stories which are not told um, to be finally getting their turn, you know, in the limelight. Yeah. yeah. Like, finally, after so many years, you know, from probably from, like the you know from crazy rich asians that was the first time we saw anything of this scale and after that like you know now i'm i'm desperately hoping and i I feel very lucky to be alive in the era where like 
Asian excellence and Asian creativity mm-hmm. is finally being yeah. celebrated. Yeah. It, for, you know, I, I read a comment that was like, I feel very proud to be Asian today. And I was like, yeah. oh, you know what? Me too. Yeah. Me too. And that's not a feeling that you get very often. Yeah. Um, and so I think like days like today are days which should be celebrated. I mean, I I adore this film so much, but I feel we need to also go back and like think there are so many films that deserved more yeah. love yeah. when they came out. I think of The Farewell, the film that starred Aquafina. Oh my gosh, yeah. I adore that film, and it's criminal to me that she didn't get a Best Actress nomination because it she would have she would have been a front runner to win if she'd been nominated. It's I think a lot of it is to do with timing and like yeah, that's you know, everything with the Oscars. Everything with the Oscars is about timing. It's about campaigns. It's about like how did people receive it? How yeah. are people narrative culturally? It's know. like, yeah. Because, I mean, what, The Farewell came out in, like, 2016, I want to say? Later, 2018, 2019. 2018. Um, and, you know, at the time, there was... This was, like, obviously, you know, like, pre-COVID days, but there was no necessary, like, Asian... There wasn't, like, a big Asian, like, sort of inclusivity campaign going mm-hmm. on at the time, I would say. And, and so the fact that, like, The Farewell sort of missed that ride... Yeah. Um didn't you know didn't really help it but i think you're right in the fact that we need to go back and look at all of these amazing things which have been produced and Mm -hmm. just be like and overlooked yeah yeah of course like you know you have like a film like parasite that was also a best picture winner that was a big deal but like you go further back than that and you know films like joy luck club which was one the first major american film that featured an asian american cast mm. with ming na wen who is literally hollywood royalty like mm. mulan who did fucking mulan i almost said mulan rouge mulan, <laughs> and you know is in star wars and a million things now i love that woman um things like that that continue and obviously michelle Yeoh has been part of like all of it She's part of Crazy Rich Asians. She's part of Shang-Chi. She's part of, like, all of these yeah. big new milestones in Asian-American storytelling. I think, I think it's just such, like, a... It's a beautiful thing to be able to witness and be part of. And, and you know, like, it makes me so happy to know that, you know, eventually one day when I have kids or, or even, like, mm. my baby cousins that I see, oh. like, That's they adorable. get to experience, like, things which a lot of people who you know, my age and older have never been able to experience. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was that was a great chat. I'm so happy I had you guys on. Um, hopefully, you know, some point in the future, maybe you want to come back. Maybe if Sam decides to ever show his face around here. <laughs> uh, if Sam ever not the shade. gets off that helicopter. Not the shade. Not the, yeah. Um, but yeah, this was a magical mystery tour. I'll be back next week i think or the week up there'll be a new episode coming um, soon soon ish <laughs> hopefully next week um but yeah i'll leave you guys with lost by frank ocean and yeah see you guys next time Bye-bye. bye bye Big foot breast on my baby Triple A Couldn't wear the leather guy For the girl And I just wanna know Why you ain't been going to work 
boss ain't working you like this He can't take care of you like this Now you're lost Lost in the heat of it all Girl, you know you're lost Lost in the thrill of it all Miami, Amsterdam, Tokyo, Spain, lost Los Angeles, India, lost on a train, lost Got on my buttercream, silk shirt, and it's Versace Hand me my triple A So I could wait to work I got on you, girl No, I don't really wish I don't wish the titties was your No, have I ever Have I ever let you get caught no. Lost Lost in the heat of it all Lost in the thrill of it all Miami, Amsterdam, Tokyo, Spain, Los Los Angeles, India, lost on the train, Los She's at a stove Can't believe I got her out here cooking dough Cooking dough I promise she'll be whipping meals up for a family of her own someday. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong, nothing, nothing wrong with the lie. Nothing wrong with another short plane ride through the skies. You and I are lost, lost in the heat of it all. Lost in the thrill of it all Miami, Amsterdam, Tokyo, Spain, Los Los Angeles, India, lost on a train, Los